0: Eyes peeled, everyone. Welcome to the Full Ten Yards Fantasy Football Podcast.
1: Welcome to the latest edition of the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Podcast. It's Friday evening, it's warm and sticky, so that must mean it is a fantasy podcast. I'm joined as ever by Rob and James. Rob, how you doing my friend?
0: Hey, Good. Yes, um, much better weather this week. A couple of weeks ago, I was melting, um, and for the college podcast as well, it was ridiculously hot. But it's um, yeah, it's cooled down a little bit now. Just had uh, had some Friday night Tucker, and I'm ready for a podcast. So uh, so let's do this.
1: Yeah, I was going to say every podcast I've listened to this week, seemingly they had you on. You've been on the uh, the the college podcast mm. that we've started back up at the, the F10Y. And also uh, the shutdown coverage podcast. You made an appearance on there, talking, of course, about your Indianapolis Colts. Mm. However, yeah. I was uh, I was slightly surprised to hear about <laughs> Jacksonville's new new linebacker, Rodney Jack, <laughs> the,
0: uh, <laughs> the the crew yeah. player. Well, <laughs> I, it was it was his fault because he mentioned Aaron Ramsey first instead of, um, instead of Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. He said Aaron Ramsey. And for some reason, I must have had just had. I oh, you know, I just must have had footballers in my head because uh, Rodney Jack came out instead of Miles Jack. I have no idea where it came from. <laughs> I believe he's now your bin man or something, is he?
1: Yeah, he is my bin man. I was listening to the podcast and I was like, <laughs> so he's gone from uh, he's gone from my bin man to Jacksonville Jaguars linebacker within space of two weeks. I so thought that's quite that's quite the uh, I suppose that epitomizes the NFL off season that's uh, so you yeah. could
2: say he was miles off.
1: Yes. Oh. <laughs> We've started. We've started Ba-boom. with the puns <laughs> already. We've Is that been, less than a uh, minute? Yeah, well, I, I'll give you. I'll give you the slight over on the minute. But um, James, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm
2: all right. Still, it's reasonably warm up here, but hopefully the uh, podcast content will be hotter.
1: Yes, <laughs> here's, here's hoping. <laughs> the takes certainly will be. <laughs> and the jokes won't be. No, these they, they certainly won't be. But we find ourselves firmly in redraft season now, as the season draws ever closer. So, Redraft Dynasty, we talked about it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago about how you need to be altering your draft strategy. So to start the show out tonight, we will be talking about our top players who we love in Redraft Leagues this year, but we don't necessarily love in Dynasty. And of course, it's, it's easy to say the older guys, such as your Tom Brady's, but um, we're going to try and look into a few of the younger players that we really like this year but uh, aren't going to be in our teams for too much longer. So Rob, why don't you kick us off? Who is your top guy who you love this year, but not in the future?
0: I'm going to go on a bit of a, I don't know. I, I think I'm on, on an island here with this call. Cause not many people like David Johnson running back for Houston Texans. Cause I don't know. It, obviously he's fallen off a cliff the last couple of years, hasn't he? And ever since he had that wrist injury, he's never been able to get back into, into prominence in the NFL and, and in fantasy teams. But for some reason, I just, I don't know, I like drafting this year. I think that Houston's a new challenge. It's a new chapter. Uh, you know, it's a new offense. It's a slightly better O line, I think. Maybe not now, <laughs> but, you know, what he's used to over the last couple of years anyway. Um, and, and, yeah, I just think the opportunity for him to be there and, 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 and produce fantasy numbers is far better than what it was in Arizona the last couple of years. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm buying into David Johnson this year. However, he's too much of a risk for me to uh, to buy in in dynasty leagues. Um, I think the people that own David Johnson are of the same, you know, meant, the same thinking of what I've just said. They think that he's going to break out this year again or re-break out. I don't know what, what the correct terminology is there. He's going to, you know, have a good season. And I think that because of that, there's a premium on his head and. I don't think it's worth paying that premium in, in Dynasty because it, it could look, it could just be another failed year. It really could. Um, you know, the, the Houston offense, I don't think anyone can really put the finger on Houston offense at the moment because you've got, uh, obviously, no DeAndre Hopkins. Carlos Hyde is out from last year. Um, you know we've got Will Fuller, uh, Brandon Cooks, who have both injury-prone careers. So you know the 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 forecast for the for the Houston Texans offense is very um, bleary, <laughs> uh, but it could be exciting as well because you know that Cooks and uh, Will Fuller are both exciting players, and and you know if David Johnson can get back into to being you know. Back himself i want to say from a couple of years ago then he's going to be really good and and he's going to be a bargain of where he's being drafted at the moment uh which is just uh, in the fourth round um in in standard leagues and let me just pull up the half half ppr uh he is going uh, where is he 410. So yeah, late, late fourth round on fantasy football calculator and half point PPR. I think that's a good price to pay because you you know it's worth a dart throw. Um, at that price, he's probably going to be your third running back. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm buying in this year, but again, I'm not buying in long term. I want to see it this year first before I make that commitment.
1: Yeah, and I think if we he's landed in a team where they can get a thousand yard rushing season at Carlos Hyde, yeah, it's is exactly. the first of his career. Then uh, you've got to think that David Johnson is by far the superior football player too, to Carlos Hyde. Yeah. And he's, he's got the receiving upside on top of that as well. So, especially yeah. in your half point PPR and your, your full point PPR, I know we've got Duke Johnson there as well, but in, he's, he's going to take some of that receiving work off, and there's no doubt about that this year. Yeah. So, I think.
0: I, I think he was also a victim last year of obviously the Kenyon Drake. You know, Kenyon Drake happened uh, when he got drafted. Uh, when he got traded from Miami, we, you know, I don't think anyone's expecting him to do so well um, after a miserable. Three and a half years in Miami. Uh, so I think he was a victim of that as well. Um, so he couldn't really get back in there. But actually, uh, watching his tape from last year, and Jason Moore from the Fantasy Footballers has, has also said this, um, and this is what actually prompted me to go watch his tape. David Johnson actually didn't look too bad. Um, you know, the stats weren't good, but actually, when he's got the ball, he's still. He's still got it. And I think that, again, a new chapter, a new chance for him to, to re-break out, to, to, to forget what happened in Arizona. Let bygones be bygones. Let's go to, to Houston, start again, um, be the, the RB1 there, which we're projecting him to be. And, and like we said, we, we, uh, Carlos Hyde last year was the bane of my life because I, I did not like Carlos I do not like Carlos Hyde. I think he's one of the most overrated running backs in the history <laughs> of the NFL. And I was saying at the beginning of last season, Carlos is not worth drafting, not worth drafting. And he goes and has a 1,000 yards rushing, like, like you just said. So so there is opportunity for David Johnson this season. I'm happy to buy it at redraft, even at his sort of fourth, fifth-round draft price. For running backs, that's middle of the line, isn't it? So I'm happy to pay that this year. Let's see what he does for for going forward in Dynasty, though.
1: Look, and we, we criticise Bill O'Brien, the GM version of him, but mm. to be trading away DeAndre Hopkins out of your offence for David Johnson, although mm. on paper we, we might not see that the, the Texans yeah. have won that trade, but he still sees value in David Johnson. Exactly. He'll him as a, a cornerstone of his offence. And, yeah, we're all on board with with coach mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien. So, um, Well,
0: yeah, but wouldn't it be the biggest Bill O'Brien move to to trade all that to get david johnson just not to use him <laughs> that would solidify the uh, the bob train wouldn't it? it
1: it would it would and i think there'd be a lot of people who'd be quietly happy with that even if they paid a premium for david johnson in fantasy just to um just to prove themselves right with the uh like i said the bill o'brien the bill o'brien haters out there james thoughts on david johnson can't
2: disagree with anything that's been said. I say he's one of the ones that I'm reasonably high on as well. I do think he is a good value in redrafts. And I think his dynasty redraft stock, he's probably in about the right spots. He's not the same level of value. Um, say so there's every chance that you could, it could be a one season wonder or it could go on a few years, but the, uh, there isn't exactly a massive amount of longevity left in him. So he could have one breakout year and then the hype will get out of control and he'll fall back to earth again. So I think he's a perfect candidate for this category.
1: Yeah, because he broke out a little bit late. People don't realise that he's, he's 28 now. And of course, we've got that magic 30 number with
0: running back seemingly. So um, he is very quickly approaching I that he, I think he's 29, isn't he? Is he 29 now? Okay. Uh, no, he's 28, you're right. Yeah. He will be twenty-nine during the season.
1: Right, okay. So yeah, it's it's even
0: closer to that to that 30 yeah. number, which is
1: the uh, the massive drop off point for running backs. So James, whilst you're on the mic, who is your prime candidate for redraft leagues, but you don't want to touch them in Dynasty?
2: And speaking of that 30 year hump, I have a 30 year old as my first option in this, and I'm going Mark Ingram at the Ravens. Um obviously in this draft, just that we just had uh, J.K. Dobbins was picked up, and as one of the shall we say higher level running back prospects, and you can sort of see the Raven start process with Ingram, probably beginning the downswing. Well, I say beginning, but he's going to be on the downswing. This is probably his last. I I debate this might be his last year of being you know a heavy, you know redraft candidate in terms of opportunities, touches, everything, because that backfield is going to get spread out quite a bit more this year, but I still think Ingram will have enough of the content to be able to give you a really solid running back two, probably, for where it's being drafted at the moment. But I'd certainly say beyond this year, um, there is every chance that young running back core they've got going on in Baltimore is going to pretty much run it out. Lamar Jackson is obviously the big threat to that because he uses his feet an awful lot. But with Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, they're all quite a young core that are going to pretty much keep coming up and taking over the work, essentially. But I can see Ingram having the relevance for this year and at the value he's going for at the moment, even if he only he has you know really high value for like the first sort of 10 weeks, you're probably getting your money's worth it from where he's being drafted at the moment, so
1: so what you're telling me is the fact that the Ravens have just brought in Kenyon Barner to the to the room doesn't scare you at all. <laughs> Well,
2: that's the only running back in that room I don't think I mentioned.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they've just brought him in. Um, I think perhaps more of a return specialist than than a running back to compete for carries. But uh, yeah, I don't think he'll uh, compete for anything there. Rob, what are your thoughts on Mark Ingram this year? Do you think J.K. Dobbins will get the the load slightly earlier than anticipated? Or do you reckon Mark
0: Ingram's got one more left in the tank? Mm -hmm. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because yeah again that's a very hard backfield to predict um i think jk dobbins will take over um the main role because i, I know he's more uh, people view him more of a sort of an all rounder more of a pass catching back but he's a very good runner with the ball as well and I, like like james said right at the beginning there he's at the 30 hump and yeah there's fresh legs coming in who you know the Baltimore offense they're gonna want JK Dobbins to be the centerpiece with Lamar Jackson I think going forward uh so I think they might just start to edge Ingram out but again I, I haven't drafted him anywhere and I'm not targeting him anywhere but I could see him having um definitely some good games it's which games he, it's going to be hard to pick the games and it's going to be very similar to you know we're going to come on to my second player in a bit and it's going to, it's a very similar situation so um so yeah it's it's one of those that I haven't been personally targeted in but I, I could see people that I want to throw a dart at a market room it's a very good price so so you know it's a no lose pick really
1: yeah and I, I guess if you're in a league where You've got players that perhaps aren't quite as clued up on the NFL. They don't know that J.K. Dobbins has come in. Mark Ingram going to be one of those players that is a a sell candidate mid, mid season. He's going to be one of those players that you can ship out mid yeah. season just to bolster your team, bolster your options, knowing that he's probably not going to last the full sixteen weeks as a as a fantasy relevant option. And you can uh, you can get some good return value to perhaps somebody who isn't as clued up as you in the in the league. James, is that is that your plan for the season with with Mark Ingram?
2: Yeah, I mean, he's he's sort of you know if you look on fantasy football calculator, he's going roughly the same area as David Johnson. And of the two, I would rather have David Johnson. But in a lot of drafts I've been seeing, he's been dropping into sort of the fives and even the sixes, and you get into a point where he is you know a starting caliber running back on sort of you know pass catching specialist position. You know, draft pick sometimes, Um, and if say you can get the, you know, get him early, get him in for the games where he's there, and if Dobbin's looks like he's about to take over, he's going to be on a mid-season podcast for players to sell high, Um, and that's it's it's worth considering throughout the season because sometimes that can be, especially if you're looking for, you know, maybe wide receiver help or tight end help, you could potentially find someone who's about to hit the upswing. I mean, there is even a possibility in some weird world where you could end up trading with the JK Dobbins owner if they're, if they're starting to panic that Dobbins <laughs> isn't yeah? going okay. to break through. You've got you know, the, the rookie, they've had no preseason. So, I mean, that's a lot of the reason why I'm kind of high on Ingram, certainly for the early part of the season, because with the rookies not having as much training time and no preseason. Um, that I imagine the Ravens are going to lean slightly heavier on Ingram than they otherwise would have done um, which is why I say I think in redraft he's going to be okay even if you don't have to trade in mid-season but in dynasty I think it's a case that this is probably the last year he's going to have high enough relevance you're not going to be able to get to the end of this year and then trade in for something more no. than a really low round um, rookie pick So, and that's sort of where I'm going with it
1: Yeah, I completely agree with you there and just for the sake of change from mine, I'm not going to go with my what would have been my first choice first. I'm going to go with the quarterback, Big Ben Roethlisberger. I think he is fired up. Fired up. He is motivated everything that I've seen from him this offseason. He's looking good with his nice, fresh beard trim. And I think he is going to try his damned hardest to get another 5,000 passing yard season under his belt. He is hungry for another Lombardi trophy. Uh, we reckon that the Steelers' defence have got Probably the the best defense in the league which which could favor the running game a little bit, but there's there's certainly no clear running back one in that backfield. We think james connor will will start the season, but um he's he's, he's injury prone we don't know who's going to take over, and he's got Juju who they're moving back to the slot. Uh, they've brought in Chase Claypool, they've got Deontay Johnson, they've got James Washington, Eric Ebron, who I think is going to catch a lot of touchdown passes in the, the end zone, in the red zone this year. So I think Big Ben Rochelsberger is going to have a couple of fun seasons. I think he's just going to go out there and enjoy himself. Obviously, due to his age, I am not going to pick him up in too many dynasty leagues, but certainly for redraft this year, I absolutely love him. James, what are your thoughts on Big Ben? Again, full,
2: just wholeheartedly agree with it. I just think hes you don't know at what point Big Ben's going to actually call it a day. He, I mean, hes he sort of said it himself about three times. But um I think it'll be a bad day for the Steelers when he does actually hang it up. But at the moment, while he's fit and healthy, you've got to look at him quite highly at the moment. So I completely agree with that. There's a few other quarterbacks that come into the same category. I mean... You've got there are there are a few. say Brady, you mentioned at the top of the show where there are going to be you, sort of them two are probably the prime candidates where you know that they're over the hill but they're still strong and eventually they're going to call it a night. But while they're still throwing balls and they're going to be uncontested number ones in their offense, you're going to want them.
1: Yeah, and in my rankings, I've got uh, Big Ben actually sneaks into my top ten for the season. And he's, uh, he's 30 points and quite a few places ahead of the next nearest quarterback in that category, which is Tom Brady, closely followed by Drew Brees. Um,
0: Rob, your thoughts? You've been making a couple of faces. I don't think you're in agreement with me here. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Big Ben is... Big Ben can Big Ben this year, that's for sure. Um, I, I don't... I don't trust it. Um, it was like we have only what two years removed from the absolute meltdown after the Jacksonville game where he threw what five picks, was it? And he oh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. You know, you know that interview? He has he managed I don't know. Um he's my Wide wide receiver. He's my wide receiver. Uh, I'd like wide to see that. Um, <laughs> he's, he's more of a tight end, but yeah, um, he's my quarterback. Twenty four in fantasy. I just think that uh, his his home road splits like they suck. Like he's terrible yeah. when, on the road, uh, he's good at Heinz Field. If you could, if you want to pick up Big Ben, and you want to just throw him in when he's playing at home. That's absolutely fine with me. Uh, but that's not really the strategy that I go for. I, I think that there's a lot of unproven talent in that in that offense. Yeah. I think Deontay Johnson. I loved him last year. I've picked him up in a few dynasty leagues this year. Um, I hope he's going to have another good year. But there's, you know, sophomore slump is a real thing. We don't know what's going to happen long term with him. James Washington. I'm I'm sorry. I've never bought into James Washington. I've never rated him. I never think he's done much really. Um, James Connor is he going to be on, Is he going to be able to play a lot this year? Check out my uh, my uh, do not draft uh, article <laughs> just gone out for, for for the latest on James Connor um, <laughs> and Eric Ebron. Again, if he has that role that he had in Indy two years ago, brilliant. If he has the role that he had in Indy last year, not so good. Um, <laughs> Juju. In the slot, okay, yeah, I'll give you that one, Juju. He's, he could be lights out, but I don't know. There's, there's too many questions for me to trust Ben Roethlisberger. Where in the range that you can draft him, you can draft. Looking at it down here, where is he? He's not even on the draft board, I think. So you can. Well, I've got,
2: I've, I've got on the board. I've got up at the moment. He's going around the same areas: Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, and Baker Mayfield.
0: Give me all of those three, honestly. Mm. Give me all of those three. Give me Philip Rivers. Give me Joe Burrow. Give me Cam Newton. I I, I <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm out on on Ben just because there's too many question marks. But I can see what you've said. You're you're right. Ben Rosberger has thrown I think he threw over five thousand yards three years ago, was it? Uh,
1: twenty eighteen it was, yeah.
0: So you know he he's done it recently and he he can do it. Uh, I just I just don't know. I, I you if you want to draft him, you go ahead and draft him. There's no problem with me.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I just think it would have pained him so much to to sit out the majority of last year to sure. watch um, Devlin Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph just just be terrible. Oh yeah, with a talent on that defense, I think he'll come out with a chip on his shoulder, definitely. which uh, yeah, could well could well that. injure him. That chip on that shoulder. Um, mm. He seems to be that that Injury prone in his career, and I, I just feel like he's gonna he's gonna come out and he's gonna ball this year. But I, I completely agree with your with your concerns, Rob. I think it's just one of those where we had the big names in that year where he threw. We had we had Le'Veon Bell, we had Antonio Brown, we had Juju yeah. in his in his rookie year where he was outstanding. And I just think, although they're unproven, I think we've got that quiet crop of. And I think that is what will really benefit them. We've taken the spotlight away. We've taken the personalities out of there, and now they can purely just concentrate on their football. And yeah, we've got the home, home away record split. But if you if you're throwing for five thousand yards a season, you're not up just doing that at Heinz Field. You are doing that everywhere. So, but it's no surprise that you would uh, agree with me, James, being the uh, the resident Steelers <laughs> fan in the room.
2: Someone has to. <laughs>
1: So Rob, who is up as your second candidate for the redraft love affair?
0: Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a podcast without me either talking about Jameis or someone from the Indianapolis Colts, so I'll go with the latter. Uh, we're going to go with Marlon Mack. Um, it's a bizarre situation for me mentally this year, um, looking at the Indianapolis Colts backfield, because I absolutely love Jonathan Taylor, and I'm on record you know, saying it many, many times this offseason. I love Jonathan Taylor. And dynasty... Give me all the Jonathan Taylor because you know after this year he's going to be lights out the number one uh, running back in Indy potentially potentially one of the best running backs or, you know in 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 the league. So, but this year is 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 cloudy. Uh, Marlon Mack is is still there. He's on a contract year. It's probably going to be his last year unless he agrees to sign some sort of backup contract going forward, which I highly doubt because I think he's done enough to prove himself as a starter somewhere. But that's a big question. Um, There's not many gaps in football at the moment for, for running backs. Most teams have got a decent running back. Um, and then you look at the uh, the off-season coming up in 2021 and you see the amount of running backs that are, are coming up for free agency and it's a very crowded, at the moment, as things stand, it's going to be a very crowded free agency for running backs. So Marlon Mack is going to be stuck uh, between a rock and a hard place, I'm going to have to sign a backup contract somewhere. Anyway, um, Marlon Mack for me, he's quietly been brilliant for Indy the last two years um, do you want to have a guess, David or James, at uh, what his um, his pace was in 2018? He played 12 games. If he'd have played 16, do you know what he would have? What his pace was yardage wise? I think he
1: just. I think it was late 900s rushing yards that he got. So scale it up um, three quarters. I'm going to go uh,
0: 1,200 yards. <laughs>
2: okay, I'll, I'll go for the higher.
0: Well, it's David on. It's twelve hundred and eleven yards. <laughs> that was uh, what his, his, his and it pace was. was. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> fair play. Fair touche, touche, um, and eleven touchdowns. And then in twenty nineteen, want to take a guess what his uh, you know, what his pace, sixteen game pace was? Uh, I was going to say about the same,
2: actually.
0: Exactly the same, 1,246. <laughs> so, you know, there's back-to-back gears there of 1,200, 1200 yards, you know, a, a projected four. He played 12 in, in 2018 and, and 14 in 2019. But my point is that that's elite numbers. You know, rushing yards... Yeah. You wouldn't associate Marlon Mack for getting twelve hundred and forty-six rushing yards, would you? Uh, you know, and double-digit touchdowns. Uh, so you know, he's had a really, really quietly a really good career at Indianapolis, uh, and I think that doesn't go away this year. I think that he uh, and and Jonathan Taylor are gonna be splitting work for the first few weeks. Uh, and I think Marlon Mack might even get the start to, to start to start the season. But you know, Frank Reich has come out and said the same thing. He said that he's got to be a hot hand going to be a split backfield you know and I think it will be and uh, like we just said with with it's a very very similar situation to Mark Ingram in the fact that you're going to start the season as a committee and possibly J.K. Dobbins possibly Jonathan Taylor are going to take over those backfields towards the latter part of the season Um, there's no harm in drafting a Marlon Mack or uh, a Mark Ingram early doors to get that production out of the way in the first couple of weeks and you never know that could then take on through the whole season That could be a split backfield all the way through you know 16 games um so yeah for me marlon mack is currently being drafted in half ppr at uh, i think i saw it earlier six, sixth round sixth round fifth pick i believe yeah. Sixth round, fifth pick. So, you know, it's again, it's a, a middle round running back, which is basically a sleeper uh in this season in, in running back when you're talking running backs and, and you're getting some, some potentially some brilliant value out of him for the first five or six weeks. And then you could sell him on, like you just said about Mark Ingram, he's a sell candidate. If he does blow up over the first five weeks, you know he's going to be worth he's going to be worth a lot to someone. So uh, he's definitely worth it for me. But long term dynasty, again, um, as I said with David Johnson, I'm I'm not buying in just because the, the future is very murky for Marlon Mack. He, he's probably going to be on a new team next year. We don't know what his situation is going to be. So I'm staying away dynasty. But I'm I'm willing to throw a dart this year.
1: Does the fact that we've had to scale up two seasons now from 12 games to 16 not worry you? Is durability? Mm-hmm. You just want to take like, it, Joey? And does does the fact that we've had to for this exercise scale up two 12 season games up to 16 not worry you about its durability? Just to just to play devil's advocate?
0: Um, not really. Uh... I have to. I have to see what his injuries were. I can't remember what his injuries were. I think one of was an arm injury in two thousand eighteen. But no, I think he's. He'll be fine. Uh, I think that even. Even uh, it might even be beneficial for him being in a in a committee because he he won't be you know. You, he won't have to be used all of the time. He's not the only guy there. So, you know, split carries, you don't have to have much much work on your legs. You don't have to, your injury risk goes down because you're not on the field as much. So maybe that, in a weird way that actually helps him out to, to, to see the season out potentially.
1: Fair enough. And James, who is your second guy that you would like to draft in redraft, but not in dynasty?
2: So going back to the younger Guys, shall we say, say, for a bit of context, we've tried to not all go for two old people because that would be a bit obvious. So I've gone slightly younger and I've gone Leonard Fournette. So this is a bit of an interesting one. The Jaguars declined his fifth-year option, so this is effectively the final year of his rookie deal, I believe. Um, and throughout sort of the last year, year and a bit, there's always been questions about his health, questions about his durability. Questions about is he really the future in Jacksonville and is he going to be worth a contract extension? And to be honest, there's been very little chat about whether he's going to get his contracts extended. So beyond this season, the path is murky. But it means that this season he has a chance to prove himself, be it for the Jags or be it for any other team. So I think there may be a bit of a fire lit under him. Um, And with the current value for a number one running back in a team that, okay, at the moment they're looking like they may be a tanking team. So picking the running back isn't the brightest option, but the Jack's identity in the last few years has been lean on the defense and run the ball, which obviously last year didn't quite do them so well, but um, a lot of that was probably Fournette not really pulling his full weight. So um, I think this season he actually, with a decent bill of health, which is, I think, built into his draft price, he could be quite an interesting person to keep an eye on. And I do think that in redraft, I am actually keen on picking him up, especially if he drops into the fourth round, as he has been doing of late. He's sort of end late third, early fourth. And at that price, it's sort of you're running back two, if not three in some cases. It feels like a really you know good spot to be in. But, after the end of this season, there is any number of options. He could leave the Jags, go to another situation and not be the starter. He could stay with the Jags on a contract that doesn't work and just start trying. He could completely bust at the end of the year and just not have a contract, or he could just get injured. Um, so there's any, there's, the future is just too uncertain to draft him in, in dynasty, but in redraft, it feels like at the value that there, it's worth that dart throw
1: again. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more here, James, and I've made it very clear on the Twitter, on the podcast, that I have stuck my flag in this Leonard Fournette Hill, and I will not move. it. I will defend it at all costs. He came out of college, and he was somehow famed for not being able to be a receiving back, yet last year he was the PPR running back seven. He had so many receptions, and I, I really don't care if they are dump-off passes from Gardner Minshew it's fantasy football. I don't care where this is coming from. I don't care if it's garbage time. I don't care if it's dump-offs. If he's getting that reception and he's turning it into even the slightest bit of yardage, that's going to help my fantasy team. And people slated him last year for only having three Russian touchdowns on the ground. But when you have that many carries, regression suggests that you are going to have at least double that number of touchdowns this year on the ground. So I'm firmly with you on this one, James. London for net. Uh, this season there's there 's no one competing with him for carries there, and people are saying, yeah, but chris thompson 's come in and Jay Gruden loves Chris Thompson and chris thompson 's going to steal all the receiving work off him but chris thompson 's going to play three games this year um he 's just <laughs> one of those he 's just one of those players that can 't stay on the field so and... well, there 's
2: the same three that fournette play <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey to be fair to fournette he he managed a whole fifteen last year um he he normally gets suspended or um he 's on not curfew from the team, what's the word I'm looking for? Or oh, suspended by the team, let alone the league and, uh, and injured. But um, yeah, big, big Leonard Fournette fan this year. How about yourself, Rob?
0: Yeah, I I've, I am on the Fournette train with you. I have got a ticket. Uh, I am probably at the back of the train where rather than the front of the train. But um, yeah, I, I think he was very underrated from what he did last year. I do think reception receptions come now. I don't. Think, I think it has to regress. I don't think it's. I think it's naturally just going to regress. But I still think it's is worth picking up in fantasy. I, I, I'm still on the train. I am still on the train, just at the back of it. <laughs> I don't know how that makes a difference because
2: if you if you want to get off it, it's still going the same speed whether you're at the front or the back.
0: Yeah, but if yeah, but if you're at the back, then you can just you know jump off. You know, you know, you know the American style. You know, Red Dead Redemption, right? You, you know, yeah. if you jump off the side, you usually die. If you jump off the back, you're fine.
1: Okay, so we're on an <laughs> old 1900s lo- lo- steam locomotive, yeah, okay, I, I get
0: the analogy. That's a vision yeah. I had in my head, all right, just leave me alone. <laughs> it's
2: been a long day. Yeah, they, they, these hype trains are nothing, not your little train set, not your little home <laughs> set. This is full scale.
1: Well, the, the drop that we'll now be putting in because we've been talking about <laughs> it, yeah, I don't think that's a very Red Dead Redemption
0: style train. aboard the fantasy hype train is leaving platform one around about now
1: even though i must admit uh that is that is one of my favorite game series ever just the, the second one was just an absolutely unreal phenomenal game just it really, really got me at the end. And for anyone who's not played it, go out there. I'm not going to reveal any spoilers here on the show because we've gone on a complete tangent to fantasy football. But, <laughs> um, definitely go out and finish that game because it really got me at the end. So
0: who's your favourite
1: oh. protagonist, Rob? Is it uh, Arthur or... I've forgotten
0: his name. Jack. John. John. John Marsden. John yeah, John's, John's my, my favourite guy.
1: Yeah, I'm with you definitely. on that one. James, have you played much of the Red Dead Redemption series? I
2: haven't, I've only watched watching as other people have played it, so um, yeah, it's, ah. um, I'll segue it back in though, if you want, and say that yeah. I wonder whether Fournette will be a guy in for
1: redemption this year. Uh, he's, <laughs> James, that's, that's why we've got you on this podcast, just to <laughs> rein us in, get us back on track with the segues and the puns, that's that's it, that's
0: it.
2: <laughs> I thought it was to make you two guys look good, oh wait. Uh, <laughs> James, so, let me just let
0: me just finish with this. You have not lived unless you have hogtied someone and tied them to a railway track.
2: Who says I have? Oh no, 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 I haven't.
1: Um. <laughs> oh, what a game! What a game series! Brilliant. <laughs> What's your last one, Dave? um (laughs) thanks james for for keeping us honest Um, someone's
2: gonna host this thing (laughs) (laughs) right we're now
1: a gaming podcast so for all the fantasy listeners you better you better find another one no of course i'm joking we are here for the fantasy football and my last one it's been a very much running back themed podcast and i'm going for todd Gurley. He is going for a bargain price at the moment. People are saying that he hasn't got a knee to spare, that his um, injury problems are going to hamper him too much. But he's the only guy in Atlanta. and I know that Atlanta, they love to pass the football. Um, a dirt-cutter offence has been ranked in the top seven passing offences for just every time that he's been, he's been calling the shots. But to, in order to pass the ball, you've got to have an established running game. And Todd Gurley is a proven Car running back. And he he loves catching the ball out of the backfield as well. He can, he can make stuff happen. And he looked good at the back end of last year. He, he wasn't great um, at the, uh, the fun part. And people were saying, come out of the Super Bowl against the Patriots, that he was done, and that was it. And then last year, at the start of last year, it didn't help. But he got better as the season went on. And, look, people don't trade for running backs to make them their number one bell cow. But you're going to have Ito Smith carrying the ball behind him. No. Todd Gurley is going to be the guy in Atlanta this year. He's going to carry the rock, and he's going to be a serviceable number one. I don't think he's going to be up there with Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. But for the price that you can get him right now, yeah, go out and get him. But the injury concerns are still there for me. They are, they are lingering around him. It is a new offense. It is a pass-heavy offense, which is why I am not picking him up in too many dynasty leagues. James, what are your thoughts on that one?
2: For once, I have one that I can even slightly disagree with. Okay, and it's actually the dynasty approach that I quite i agree with the idea that he's going to be pretty good in Atlanta. I think he's got more than one year in him.
0: Yeah. I think
2: he. I actually can see him having two or three, and him having some dynasty value, and I can see him being a tr- you know a tradable asset for something decent even further down the line. I mean, as as you know, as is well documented, some people say he doesn't have a leg to stand on just because the knees are too weak. Yeah. But I actually think that if if it wasn't for that, we would would we be having the conversation at all? In that, would we be thinking that oh, he's probably got a few years left there? If he can keep that under wraps, and maybe the change of scenery, change of medical personnel could actually aid that situation. Maybe. Yeah, you know, if, if they can use the supporting cast well to help him along, I could see him having two or three quite fruitful years in Atlanta. So I agree. I agree. just one of the guys I want to pick up, but I am happy picking him up in both formats at the moment.
1: Rob, which side of the fence are you on? Are you on the uh, the dynasty or the redraft only?
0: Mm, I'm I'm not either. I, I think Togger is great. I th- I don't think. Uh, he was take uh, my home league last night. We did a re, my redrive home league, and he went to two oh nine, I think. Um, You know, so he's got people still value him, and I, I think this knee injury is obviously is there. Obviously, it's a big deal, but he's played with it since college. You know, so well his whole life. You know, eventually, yeah. isn't it? What he's got. So, you know, it, he's dealt with it and. He's not missed that much time yet. I think he had a miserable O-line in Los Angeles. it has got slightly better in, in Atlanta. They've got some good young players there. Yeah, I think, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's, he's a very good value at the moment.
1: Yeah, and like I say, you, you've got to have an established running game in order for your yeah. passing offense to work. And yeah, Matt Ryan will throw the ball a lot of times, but he has still got to utilize his running back in order to get there.
0: Devonta Freeman was was fine. I mean, he did have a regular season last year, but previously to that, Devonta Freeman finished as a top five running back three years, like I think, in a, in a row. So you know, they they can use a running back there. Tevin Coleman was productive there as well. Remember, um, you know, so they can use the running backs there. Matty Ice has done it in the past. Um, this is a big upgrade. Todd Gurley is is you know the best running back they've had there for years. Yeah. So you know they're going to use him, and and absolutely, and as James said. I'd be happy with him in a dynasty league as well. I certainly wouldn't be looking to sell him.
1: Yeah, and Devonta Freeman is out of a job right now. He he, he can't mm. get onto a roster. And if you, you're going to tell me that if Todd Gurley was was dropped right now, he would he'd be out of the job in uh, in mid August? Absolutely not. So, like I say, best running back they've had for years, and I think he's in for a big season. But for me, it is just the longevity with with Todd Gurley, and he's been traded for mm. a reason. And whether that's just because. It was just the right thing to do at the time for the Rams. I guess we'll wait and see, and I will I will happily pass on the, the dynasty option moving forwards. So this week, the full ten yards crew completed. Well, here's, here's the first question. Is it an auction? Auction. How how do you pronounce it, Rob? Auction. Auction. I think I said auction and I got ridiculed. James. <laughs> James, how do you say it? Auction. Auction. <laughs> Yeah, I said I said auction and I got absolutely ridiculed. Good. I, you deserve it. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that's how I've been brought up saying saying the words. So we completed auction. an auction draft.
0: And um, never ever heard that in my life. Auction. Auction.
1: I, I, I don't know where I've got that from, but um, yeah, for me, it's, it's always been auction. So we completed an auction draft to very different results. And I know we, we talked about this in the draft strategies pod a couple of weeks ago, and I said that I'd never done one before, and I'd love to, and you two had some great pearls of wisdom. Um, and I, I've now got a pearl of wisdom for you. Don't be late to the draft, because... Uh, <laughs> I uh, missed the first couple of picks and uh, auto-draft very kindly stepped in. And to be fair, I got Alvin Kamara for $46, which I am not too disheartened about, considering that we've got uh, Miles Sanders at $43 there. Uh, Dalvin Cook went for 50 uh, Derek Henry went for 45 So considering the running backs that went around him for the same price, I don't think $46 was too... Are you going to tell
0: the world who picked up those three players? <laughs> I picked up all three. <laughs> I,
1: I was yeah. waiting for you to drop
0: yourself
1: there. <laughs> but I do love your running back room, and you've been able to to save me from having. Well, it's it's you've you've set the price of the running back at that. So my uh, my yeah. auto draft didn't didn't look I too set, bad.
0: So I set the price to overpriced. <laughs> um, and and you turning up late was 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 not even your biggest mistake of the night, was it? Uh, I, I honestly don't know what you're on about.
1: That's the only. That's the only mistake. <laughs> we made will. We will bring. Night.
0: We will bring this up when the time is right. Let's carry on.
1: <laughs> so um, we had some varying results. We uh, we started off the draft with uh, Clyde Edward Talaire He was first to be nominated, and he went for thirty six dollars. So that is that. Indicative of the situation is in Damian Williams has obviously opted out of the season. Do we do we think that's a fair price for Clyde Edward salone in, in an auction league? Auction um, league,
0: oh, <laughs> auction league. I think it's oh. worth mentioning before we talk about it. Just sorry, James, to cut you off. Um, yeah. It is a three wide receiver league, two tight end league, two flex league. So it's quite a deep league. Yeah. Um, and I think I don't think anyone that uh, that drafted in that. Auction, um, <laughs> <laughs> had, um had, had either done it before or uh, hadn't done it very regularly. I, I do it once a year, and I didn't realize that actually the the prices we, we probably overpaid for a lot of players early on because we didn't realize how much we'd need later on, uh, yeah. if that makes sense. Um, because it was such a deep bit deeper than what you, you'd normally do on an auction, so so yeah, that's yeah. worth worth pointing out that the, these prices that we're going to mention first are probably overpriced because we just didn't know what was coming later on
2: yeah because in the sort of in the app because we use the spm for this there's like an average auction value and a sort of game suggested value that it's ordered by and all those are based on what they see as a standard auction league so i mean ppr scoring but this is you know two running backs i believe two wide receivers tight ends um one flex and bench so obviously our roster was a lot deeper we had super flex we had a third wide receiver start and a second tight end start and quite a few flex positions so the values were never going to be indicative so in many ways we were all on the same boat of not really having a clue but going back to Clyde edwards Solaire, I was actually sort of number one in the draft so the one chance I get to be number one pick and it's an auction um (laughs) damn you. But um, it meant that I, I went for, I mean, I went for Clyde Edwards first, cause I thought he would be one guy who would be bidded up and overpaid just because of there is no Damien Wentz. He's going to get the hype. And I think he's going to go for way more than I'd be willing to pay. So I just sort of said, right, let's get a few people to blow the money early and let's see if we can get him into McCaffrey money. So, but he then ended up stopping at 36, which I think is fair value to be honest. I mean, in a, in a normal draft scenario in, on ESPN with us, I think it's a fair value for him. In terms of how deep our rosters were and how much you maybe wanted to save your money, it was maybe quite a bit to spend, but considering where we were mentally all at the beginning of that draft, it's probably about right, considering what goes on later.
1: And so much of the advice out there is to wait, is to wait, is to nominate the high-value guys that you're not really keen on getting, but... I, I get addicted. I, I love smashing that big button. And its I've, I've done it too many times on eBay when I'm just bidding for a random
0: piece of American football. How much did I'm you kidding. buy Derrick Henry for on eBay? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's just...
1: Guess. I just love winning. So... <laughs> Bidding, you're bidding, you're bidding, and before you realise, you've you've completely overpaid. Um, which again, we we will get onto a little bit later with Mike. And we'll
2: also get to the other side of that coin with me later on.
1: But uh, yeah, there's, 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 a few there's such, that, there's such a... yeah, the few people that um, sat on yeah, the money there's, until the very there's end such... of the <laughs>
0: Get your delay out, boys. Yeah, as, as, you'll,
2: as, you'll, as you'll learn, that can backfire. There, there are some yeah. There's a fine line between being over aggressive at the start and ruining your team overall, and waiting too long, and having basically filling a roster pretty well, but not exactly having anyone elite, and leaving yourself bidding about thirty dollars for your final player, who is a kicker. <laughs> so there there are some cautionary tales
1: yeah, of course, that's with the, the auction draft is is the way to do it, is, is to plan out your budget and to make sure that you're spending at the right amounts. And I would recommend going out on there and getting the stud. And that's that's why I went and uh, spent $46 on in Kamara with the the second choice. I, I just knew that that would happen, and that's why I was late to the draft. But no surprise to see Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, uh, Derek Henry, Ezekiel Elliott, and Michael Thomas go in the top 10. Uh, I have finished. I got my second running back, Leonard Fournette, twenty-seven dollars. As we've just mentioned, I absolutely love the guy. So I think to get him for nearly half the price of Alvin Kamara, I think that is a a great one to running back punch there. But not quite as good as your running back room, Rob, as we've as we've previously mentioned on the pod. And what I find really interesting is just looking at the comparative values of the different players, like. Uh, Kenyan Drake was twenty eight dollars. Would you rather have Kenyan Drake for twenty eight or Leonard Fournette for twenty
0: seven? I, I I wouldn't pay a, probably five dollars for Kenyan Drake, so, <laughs> <laughs> so my answer is Fernet. No, no, hands down. Guess who did?
2: Um, side <laughs> <laughs> side story that I was cooking dinner at the time, so I actually left the wife in charge. No, but here we I told, go. Wife. Gets I, told, the blame. I told her a maximum to go up to and that was the number. Yeah. So, Dave
0: overpaid for a tight happened. end. That was definitely his wife. Yeah. <laughs> um my non-existent wife
1: um, <laughs> somehow stole my phone and we, we may as well talk about it now. So pick number 44. Here at the full ten yards, it's no surprise to know that we absolutely love Blake Jarwin. So um, a I very think the co- best
0: thing was on the group chat. You went, "Let's go to spice up a little bit. Let's have some Blake Jarwin," <laughs> and then you go and smash your bids. And I'm, I'm thinking, "Oh God, Dave, you're bidding way too much for this guy." <laughs>
2: in a two in a two tight end start league, you could understand it apart from the fact that all the other tight ends weren 't going for so much, just for reference, yeah <laughs> uh, you know, we, we were saying about you know, pick your stud and just get try and get one stud because of it being a too tight end start league. I basically earmarked Kittle straight off the bat, and I got him for twenty two dollars,
0: mm-hmm. which
2: is only nine more than what was spent on Jarwin. yeah um, so <laughs> and I think I got I didn't a free... realize
1: it was that bad. <laughs>
2: Well for for reference, Zachertz went for seventeen. Travis Kelsey went for twenty-six, which made me feel very good about my kittle pick. Um, whereas the likes of the the another guy who you rated quite highly in, in this episode so far, Eric Ebron. Yeah, he went for a dollar.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Austin Hooper, two dollars. Uh, I could keep going all night here to be honest. <laughs> Evan Ingram five. And even that might have been overpaying slightly. Noah Fant three, Taylor Higby four.
0: That's
2: yeah. kind of
0: the, the refrain. It shows how 13 I, for Jarwin I, I, does I can, stand out slightly. I can literally hear the salt going in that wound. Like, <laughs> like, I can, I can hear it. And look,
1: I'm, I'm fully, I'm
0: fully deserving of
1: that salt. The, the comment that I put in the group chat, like you say, just before I did it. Um, but
0: I don't know. Who... We just, we're lovely. Just topped off by four letters beginning in F, ending in K. <laughs> just after that whole process, it was just a.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know who was running me up, but it was a brave person to run me up because if I hadn't put that last bid in, they'd have paid $12.
0: So I'm Pretty sure it was our fearless leader, it has to be, hasn't it?
1: I reckon so. Um,
0: I think he, I don't know, I thought he gave up at eight. I don't know then.
1: But somebody was running me up to, to get to 13. <laughs> but, um,
2: the thing is, you can't even blame auto bid for that one.
1: Uh, no, I, I could say I was very late to the draft and that I didn't. I didn't pick anyone but you, do, any you
2: already got half your team sorted by the time <laughs> that you turned up so, exactly i mean to be, you did i mean to be fair you did later on in many ways redeem yourself
1: yeah, um, i thoroughly enjoyed it and there was there was some bargains out there but what intrigued me was was the um the way the values went down until the first dst went off the board and that's when it really showed the players who had saved their money towards the end of the draft where the Steelers mm-hmm. DST went for twelve dollars compared to um, the. Players. That was because <laughs>
2: that was now. I <laughs> sorry, sorry for jumping in, but the Steelers one was a bit of a spite move because I had so much budget left and nothing to do, and uh, one one of our guys who shall remain nameless for now, but had literally got just their defense to pick and they were done. So they just bid their, you know, they had $11 left. So they said, right, I'll put $11 on the Steelers. No one's going to overpay for them. And I just went, Do you know what? I've got so much money and they're probably the defence I would want. No real harm done, no foul. Let's just take the Mick, and pick them. <laughs> it's kind of, we had a bit of a life chat going on and Zoom in the background as well there was a few people egging me on to do it and I just like, <laughs> do you know do you know what I've got, I've got the budget I would rather spend $12 on the Steelers than spending $50 on like Josh Lambeau um,
1: but the the Bills DST then went for $12 a couple of picks later and then the Colts went for 11 afterwards so it's not like they were the only double digits uh, defence to go the double digits
2: I mean to be fair I'm as surprised as you <laughs>
1: Oh, my favourite my favorite little um, anomaly in this was Jalen Ragle going for $11 at pick 148. And the last non-DST to go for double digits was um, Kyler Murray at pick 89. So we went nearly 60 picks without a double digit. And then all of a sudden, randomly, Jalen Ragle just went for, for $11. So I think that's <laughs> that- the... Yeah, that was
2: because yeah, it was really two teams who had budget left who both fought against each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think that's my key key piece of advice here is a know who you're drafting against. B keeping an eye on your own budget because I did spend it quite quickly and then um, had to to rein it in a little bit. And also be keeping an eye on other people's budgets and then looking at their teams as well, so getting an idea of who they're drafting. And I will say this. Um, For for no particular reason whatsoever I do believe that Sean won this draft so a big well done to you there Sean.
2: For reference as well me and Sean were the two people who we had a very similar tactic which was to always be one of the two people with the most remaining budget in terms of maximum bid so effectively if you're in that sort of you know the first two players with the most maximum bid potential you're controlling the draft because you can near enough choose who you kind of want, so you, yeah. end up snipe- you end up sniping people. The mistake that we both kind of made was that, well, the mistake I made that he didn't was, you know, you have to shoot the trigger at some point and, you know, go for people. You can't be too patient, which is kind of what happened. I'm still happy with the roster I've got, but it's very much a good, it's got good depth, but no superstar, apart from kill.
1: Well, sometimes so, that's what you need. All, all, your, all it takes is one injury to, this, to the superstar on your team and your your fantasy season could be over. Like, if Christy McCaffrey had, had gone down in week eight last year, how many people would have not won their fantasy championship that did? So, maybe, James, that's that's not the worst way to go. Now,
2: it's a, it's a, I don't know if we're going to throw the teams up on the Twitter or anything or anything like that. But, um, yeah, this it's a very interesting sort of, if we can find a way of actually showing how much we each paid for each player and that shows sort of the roster's back, I know there'll be some people on this who will be like, no, please don't do that. It's embarrassing. (laughs) Um, Maybe we just uh, go
1: for us three there. Maybe we'll, uh, because James, I think you won the last one. You won the the live mock draft. So uh, yeah, we'll throw our three teams out there onto the Twitter poll and we'll see who won this draft. So moving into the penultimate segment of the show, it is time for play your ADP right. And James, you have got some clawing back to do my friends rob even gave gave you a chance last week to, to catch up by not being here and um, you're still 15-5 down in the series so I was, won that episode though you did and win I the did, episode and it did say higher
2: earlier and succeeded so i'm on a roll
1: okay so uh, what what what's your what's your game plan this week how are you, how are you going to try and uh, try and claw it back
2: reverse psychology okay <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Whatever I think is true is probably not going to be true. So go for the opposite. (laughs) Or will I?
1: Right. Um (laughs) let's let's see. So let's spin the wheel and see who your first pick is. And it is Ryan Tannehill. So quarterback in Tennessee this year. Obviously, Marcus Mariota has gone over to Las Vegas. And at 13.1, are you going later or earlier than Ryan Tannehill? Earlier. We're going for earlier than Ryan Tannerhill. Who have we got?
2: Just waiting for something like Robbie Gould. Come on.
1: <laughs> uh, we've got Darren Waller, the tight end That's over right. in Las Vegas. I was about to say Oakland, but of course it's not this year. And he is at 512. So are we going later or earlier than Darren Waller?
2: Oof. I'll still go later. Let's still go with what the consensus would think.
1: And I'm afraid that is where we bust. We've got Lamar Jackson at 2.1. <laughs> but um, uh, you get a good two points there. It's uh, it's now 15-7 in the series. So um, we're, we're catching up. <laughs> I've got to go yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lamar Jackson, I, I think you can only go one way from 2.1, Rob. So uh, Lamar Jackson at 2.1, who are you going for? later or earlier later you're going for McCaffrey later. McCaffrey
2: McCaffrey, <laughs> McCaffrey 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 and it's your
1: boy it is your boy Naheem Hines oh <laughs> Yay.
0: let's go Naheem
1: and you were well you're, you're lucky because you're the only person who's drafting him so you've driven his ADP down to 1305 otherwise it would have been later but um, are you going earlier or later than Naheem Hines at 1305
0: well, fun fact, I haven't actually drafted him yet this year because he's just on the waivers, so I'll pick him up off week one. Uh, well, before week one. Um, we'll go earlier, please. You're going earlier.
1: And, of course, it has paid off. We've got David Montgomery at 4.05. Somebody I am not high on at all. And I will I not be am. touching at 4.05. Oh,
0: big target of mine. I've drafted him everywhere. Love it.
1: All I'm saying is 3.7 yards per carry. Three big plays. Nah, not having it at all. Yeah,
0: rookie year, fine.
1: David Montgomery, uh, 4.05, are you going earlier or later?
0: tempted to gamble on the earlier, but I'm going to go later. He's gone later,
1: and it's a good job he didn't gamble. We've got Stefan Diggs at 6.03, and I would actually draft Stefan Diggs ahead of David Montgomery. So I don't agree with ADP here, but there we go. So, Stefan Diggs, 6.03, are you going earlier or later?
0: We'll go earlier here.
1: We're going to go earlier. Is it one too many? And it is. We've got nah. Young Hoku. The kicker over in Atlanta.
0: <laughs> I love a young ho. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and unfortunately, at 1409, he's definitely not being drafted earlier than Stefan Diggs. So you score four points, which That's is fine. Double, double James double James, <laughs> and extend your lead in the series to 19-7. Uh, we're definitely going to get some uh, some listens onto the show soon to see if they can. Um...
0: I've got a little issue to pick with this though because. Despite being like ridiculously far up, James can always catch me up in like two weeks. I've got—I've technically got a game in hand, though, right? Because I wasn't here last week.
1: Oh, so you want you want another go?
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Sorry, James.
1: So this is this in the wound. You
0: did did it to (laughs) David a minute ago. So this is this is real.
2: I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll to be honest. I don't I don't mind really to be honest I'll just <laughs> lean back on that mock draft public vote win and I'll just sort of I'll lean back on that and not feel too disheartened I'd rather, I'd rather win the fantasy seasons personally than the uh, play your ADP right. But oh no, that showbiz.
0: <laughs> it's a well-known fact that I'm rubbish at fantasy football. So you know, if I if I'm good at if I'm good at play your ADP right, then that's that's a win for me. <laughs> why are you on here? <laughs> I, I asked the same question. Tim asked me the same question. I never asked to be on here. I got told to be on here. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Fine. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking.
1: Okay, at fourteen oh nine, are you going? Earlier or later than Young Hoku. Let's go
0: earlier, please. Earlier I'll
1: than the Young Hoku. That wheel and I don't believe it, James. I feel so sorry for you. It's Miles Sanders at 112. So <laughs> I am I am assuming what you're gonna go here, Rob, but are you going earlier or later than Miles Sanders at one twelve? Uh we'll go uh later, please. You're gonna go later. Let's
2: reprise that McCaffrey. McCaffrey, McCaffrey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and unfortunately for you james it is alan robinson at 312 so rob are you going earlier or later than alan robinson
0: between you know between Niemheim, david johnson miles sanders and alan robinson you're hitting all of my targets this is good <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna pen for one of my deep targets now let's go lavisca chennault in the in the 13th round we'll go lower
1: Wow! So he's now not only <laughs> predicting whether it's going to be earlier or
0: later, he's now predicting <laughs> who the player's think. going to be. Um, How amazing would this be? if This <laughs> is Lavisca, Chenault, by the way.
1: Unfortunately, it's not Lavisca. It is Evan Engram at 7:04, and we're bang in the middle of the draft. So this is going to be the this is going to be the tricky one. Are you yeah. going to be earlier or later than Evan Engram at 7:04?
0: Well, I gambled last time it didn't pay off, so I'll gamble again and we'll go higher. That's so, sorry, earlier, 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 earlier. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs>
2: We had complaints from the first episode that we did this for that reason.
1: And I actually don't believe it. You couldn't write this. It is another kicker that has Oh yeah. No more young Has home. ruined your streak. Um, oh, but well. at 1503, um, we've got Matt Prater who has given you another score of four. So, James, I feel like I've been railroaded into that one a little bit, but you're now twenty-three seven behind in the series. So, um Maybe we oh, need this, to... This, um, hang on a minute. <laughs> I thought you didn't mind, James. I thought you were <laughs> taking pride in other things than, than player ADP, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm starting to wonder whether I should have scored less and let Rob score more, because, I mean, a 28-3 gap would have been I would have had hope of a comeback. <laughs> uh, that
1: them. would have there. That one was for you. Okay, and now moving into the final segment of the show. It's everybody's favourite. It's time for... Trade of the Day. And we've got some big ones for the both of you. I know, Rob, you complained that yours were too simple, that I was insulting oh. your fantasy intelligence. So here you are. It is a pen and paper job here, my friend. We've got four parties on each side of this trade. It is a 10-team one quarterback, PPR, Dynasty League. And on one side of the ball, we've got Russell Wilson, Alan Robinson, Noah Fant, and a 2021 first round pick. And on the other side of the ball, we've got Drew Brees, T.Y. Hilton, Ian Thomas, and Devin Singletary. Which side are you picking and why?
2: Is he still writing it down?
1: (laughs) Well, he's just plugging it into uh, one of the Dynasty Trade Calculators.
0: I've just realised I've been on mute the whole time. I've been talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> After what you said earlier as well, what we was there about how good we've been, but they're not putting on, mu- <laughs> absolutely and on mute. Cursed, and uh, yeah, I've just mullered it by putting um, mute. So um, second, the second set, Drew Brees, TYA, Hilton, uh, Singletary, and who else? Ian Thomas. Ian Thomas. Thomas. Uh, for me, it's the first lot. Um, Russell Wilson, uh, A-Rob. Uh, A- Noah fan 21st, 21 first. that's miles ahead for me.
1: Yeah, so I think if we look at the positions individually, Russell Wilson, um, of course, you're going to take over Drew Brees in a dynasty. Well,
0: it's, t- it's tight, but in a dynasty, yeah, definitely Russell Wilson. Yeah,
1: um, A-Rob again over T.Y. Hilton in a dynasty. Definitely. I think, I love T.Y. Hilton, but I just think that, well, he's, he's already said that he will only play until the end of this contract. He's not looking to, to extend... Uh, Noah Phan over Ian Thomas, as well. So if you look at all those three picks, and then at twenty, he got a first as well. Yeah, over over Devon Singletree who yeah, his future is right in doubt as to whether he will be the the guy in Buffalo moving forwards. And a hundred percent of Twitter agrees with you, Rob.
0: Way, so... finally, I'm right against the tweaking. <laughs> and we move apologies, over. Apologies, to... apologies for the silence. That was my fault. My <laughs> mic was off. <laughs>
1: I'm <laughs> moving over to you James it's another 10 team league however this is 0.5 PPR and it is still so a dynasty league on one side of the ball we've got Nick Chubb, Devon Singletree and a 2022 first and second round pick and on the other side of the ball we've got J.K. Dobbins and Jonathan Taylor who are you going for?
2: Oh okay so prior to this what it would have fed to you have been this year's rookie draft in the Dynasty League. That's the equivalent of saying two firsts for Chubb, Singletary, a first next, well, two years' time, and a second in two years' time. Yeah. Which, I'd, I'd, prior to the draft, I'd have been going Chubb, Singletary, first and second all day. And, I mean, I still think I would go that way now, albeit now that we know landing spots and we know... That basically, going back to pretty much the beginning of this episode, yeah, these are the two it's, players it's that nicely. are going to... This is what's out beautifully, hasn't it? So these are the two players that are effectively going to take over our players who we said we wouldn't want in Dynasty, but we'd want in Redraft. So I should be rooting for them, but I'd still... is <laughs> the tricky one. I still think the 20, the two picks probably just about make it that side. Um singletary is one of those guys that I nearly selected for the for that section because he is this year I still see him being the top dog there, but beyond that it seems very murky what's going to happen in Buffalo. Um I still have faith in him. Nick Chubb, I still think he's gonna be ahead of Kareem Hunt, but again, people have got question marks. So I can see why this trade is pretty fair. Um but the idea that you've then got a first-round pick coming later on and you could be getting very much the same. And those two players aren't going to be completely irrelevant by the time that 2022 first is, is relevant. So I just give it to the, shall we say, more established players in the picks. But I can see this one being one where Twitter is quite close to the middle.
1: It's certainly a lot closer than Rob's, and uh, they are <laughs> they much are. closer than 100. <laughs> <laughs> they are in favour of your side, James, with 63.3% in favour of Chubb Singletree and the two picks as well. So. I believe you've got one for me.
2: Who's going to say? Well, I'll, I'll take I'll take it on because it, it it's for a friend. Uh, it may or may not be close. Um, I don't know. But um, so <laughs> oh,
1: oh, oh. So, <laughs> is, um, is God Brimwood uh, making?
2: <laughs> you yeah, may may or, may or may not. I don't know. But um,
0: can, 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 so neither confirm nor deny this is. Uh, <laughs> this is
2: uh, <laughs> anyway, so on one side we have Kareem Hunt. Jared Goff, Devontae Adams. Should point out, this is the auction league we've just had. So, you know, deep roster, lots of starting positions, redraft. So, one side, Kareem Hunt, Jared Goff, Devontae Adams. Yeah. On the other side, Dwayne Haskins, Derek Henry,
1: DJ Moore. Pretty easy one for me. It's uh, Kareem Hunt, Devontae Adams, and Jared Goff.
0: Uh, Any disagreements there, Rob? Good answer, (laughs) David Davenport. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, after spending forty-five dollars accidentally on Derek Henry, I didn't mention this earlier. I did not mean to get Derek Henry in the auction draft at all. My phone froze. I was tapping the living life out of my screen, and I did hit bid. It did bid up to the top uh, forty-five dollars for for Derek Henry, and I won him. I didn't want him, so automatically after the dra- after the draft was finished, I said right these guys are on you know I wasn't too happy with my team I don't I didn't do very well in this auction draft um, I said my players on the, on the trade block and got a couple of nibbles had another offer as well um, which was um, Jonathan Taylor and Carson Wentz for Derek Henry what do you think David?
1: No I think you've I think you've come off well there. I think Hunt Adams and Goff you've um, mm. you've nailed it
0: I've upgraded the quarterback, um, downgraded the running back, but upgraded the wide receiver, so... But it's, it's PPR, though. Hunt is... Um, exactly. That's why I did it. And
1: it's I'm not saying that Hunt is going to get as many points as Derek Henry because he, he's not going to, but that gap is smaller than you'd think first off because um, he's going to get a little bit of slot work. He's going to get some receiving work there. Well, I
0: I love the fact that he's been in the training camp with the wide receivers. Yeah. Um, You know, that speaks volumes. And and obviously, we know Nick Chubb is going to be great. Nick Chubb is a 12 to fourteen hundred yard rusher. Um, We're not expecting Kareem Hunt to be that. But the other thing I was thinking about while I was doing this, if Nick Chubb gets injured... Top three running back. Dream well, high is unbelievable but, yeah. value. So yeah. that's another reason why, and you know, if you're, you're okay to do that. If you're down on a player and you, you either accidentally draft him or you draft him because he was the best player on your board, you can then after the draft, you can go and trade them. I mean, There's nothing saying you can't do that. And exactly what I did. I didn't, I didn't really want him, Derek Henry. Um, so I put him up for trade and I've got what I thought was a good offer and accepted it. So yeah. Sorry, James. Justification. yeah Sorry,
1: James. <laughs>
2: Uh, I, was saying, you, you, I think if I'm right in saying you said in the group that you were beginning to regret it but I was like I don't think you've got anything to regret because I thought you, you came out pretty well there as well
0: well I, I said because i tell you what I listened to the fantasy footballers today and they were waxing the about Derek Henry no it wasn't fantasy footballers sorry it was fantasy pros so it, it was Tags and Tags was saying about Derek Henry um, with his boom bust and everything in between articles that he's been writing and how Derek Henry was still like a top six running back in PPR um, it you know it didn't really affect him because he's so effective on the ground, and I just just had a little twinge saying, oh, "Have I done the right thing after trading away Derrick Henry?" But if you two boys are behind me, then that's all that matters.
1: Well, if Tags has said that, then that's why James has uh, gone out and traded for Derek Henry, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it wasn't.
2: I hasten to add, it was not me that was in this trade. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's between me and, and our fearless leader, Tim Monk. So, go, oh, sorry,
1: go I. Uh... I thought this was a trade between the two of you. Uh, no,
2: this was this this, this was Rob straight. But I thought he because he was uncertain about it, he didn't want to bring it up. So I thought I would.
1: Uh, that's why I kept on apologising for you, James. Because I'm sorry, uh, I've not picked your side. In actually, fact, well, I, I definitely apologise to our leader, Tim. Um, yeah, I've changed <laughs> my mind now, and Rob will straight. So um, tune in next <laughs> week
2: when I will be hosting. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> alright let's get out of here so Rob where can we find you on Twitter you can find me on Twitter at ffbrickballer please go check out the website um, I've got a mini series of articles coming on um, it was my uh, player to avoid in the draft last week this week it's uh, mid round players you have to draft and then at the end of the week slash next week it will be it'll be the fantasy bargains slash sleepers and James where can we find you so
2: as always at NFL hype train uh, there is an engine in the station that's starting to heat up in the car, so I'm hoping they will start chugging away soon.
1: Yeah, definitely. And we've, we've got NFL football just around the corner. I watched the first episode of Hard Knocks uh, just before this podcast went out, actually. And just watching that increased my confidence in that we're going to have a season, just the precautions that they've, yeah, they've been taken in training camps. Yeah has just showed me that well, they're taking this seriously. And the guys yeah. that are out there, they do want to play. They are taking things seriously. And of course, the media are going to portray it so that we're going to see training camp in the best light. But um, I know, for example, the Seahawks aren't taking any prisoners and they've, they've got rid of the guy who tried to sneak a, a female back into his hotel room. So it's, it's,
0: got to be, it's going to be like that this year. So I'm getting more
1: confident that we're going to have
0: a, a season. Talking of females... Did you see Sean McVay's missus? Isn't she just. (laughs) (laughs) He is different gear. So I, not, she's, she's in the same what? tier as my wife. <laughs> I, Smith the, recovery. The,
1: <laughs> I'm going to say the bit that I got out of that was Sean McVay throwing a basketball at his dog's nose. <laughs> I felt sorry for the dog. It's, that's all I took from that little bit.
0: <laughs> the dog was clearly trying to bite it, but it was too big yeah, for it, wasn't it? A
1: little dog trying to bite a basketball, like you say. So, um, yeah, Sean McVay, if you're listening, take your dog to the vet, I think um, I don't think its nose is going to be in too great a shape. But again, once again, we digress. I've been David Davenport. You can find me on Twitter at dav 10 y Thank you very much for listening, and we'll keep you. See? Nearly, nearly got there. <laughs> nearly got there. <laughs> nearly got there. Yeah. And we'll see you very soon. Remember, folks, keep those eyes peeled.
0: You've been listening to the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at F10Y Fantasy and over on our website ww.full10yards.com where we cater to all of your American football needs from NFL General, Fantasy Football, College Football and even Britball. Thanks for listening and remember folks, keep those eyes peeled.